This is the 99X Podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to all things tech. Hello, welcome everyone for another podcast session. I'm Heshan Jaisinga and I'm currently working as a Fools Tech Associate Tech Lead in 99X and I've been here for one and a half years now. So I got around four years of React experience and today's topic is about React as well. And uh, we are mainly going to discuss about React hooks today. And for the discussion, I have my colleague Gangesh with me. So hi Gangesh, uh, would you like to introduce yourself as well? Yes, thank you, Heshan. Hi everyone, my name is Gangesh Rajkumar and I've been working as a .NET full stack developer and have been uh, working with React for almost two years. And yes, I'm looking forward to uh, have a discussion on React hooks today. So yes, let's move on to our session. So Gangesh, tell me what is your favorite thing about React? Well, Heshan, uh, initially when I started to work with React, I really hadn't, didn't have a clear idea on how React works, uh, what are the benefits of it, and what are the best use cases to work with it. So at the initial stage, to just to get to know of how React works and uh, how to adapt to it, I started off with the class components. So as you know, the React class components are basically uh, plain JavaScript classes, right? So we have different methods to uh, create components and also to uh, we have different methods such as the component did, up, uh, did update, will mount, did mount, and all these different methods within, within uh, JavaScript classes. So when I was getting along to work with those and uh, sometimes, I mean, some of these class components uh, also use this keyword. So sometimes you actually get confused. Okay, what does this mean or what is happening ha- happening here, right? And uh, overall, you just better get a basic idea that React works with this virtual DOM where when you make a, a small change, it will only, I mean, it will compare the actual DOM and the virtual DOM and make a change to the relevant component where the uh, update has been applied to. So meanwhile, uh, back in 2018, when uh, or early 2019, when the React Hooks was introduced, uh, it was actually totally new to me. I mean, I didn't un- get understand why we should go for Hooks uh, rather than class components. But uh, to see, it's actually, uh, the development has been made much more easier in React Hooks and uh, you actually, uh, I mean, you understand much better, of course, when you, if you had been working with class components, but I would say you'll be able to easily understand and easily grasp what the hooks are for and what are the use cases of it and what are the benefits of it. And uh, it'll also help you to build an application quicker and in a much more efficient manner on the long run. And above all, uh, the understanding of hooks is also not very difficult because it's pretty much straightforward. Even the uh, the React um, tutorials, which are available in the React.org site itself, it's pretty much straightforward. It will help you to understand what React is. And also even for the hooks, they have given straightforward examples, which help us to understand and also how we can set about it. So in the earlier days, we use React with class component, aren't we? But suddenly, React hooks came into the show. So why do you find it this much catchy among developers? Well, Heshan, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it is 
pretty much easy for any developer to grasp the knowledge on how a React hook works. And therefore, uh, we find it convenient to build our React apps rather than uh, using class components and so on. And also, uh, React hooks have been introduced to handle different sorts of uh, situations. For example, let's say if you want to uh, update or manage your state, you have the use state hook to which you can use. If you want to manipulate uh, with the uh, DOM directly, you have the use state hook. And similarly, if you want to um, manage any sort of uh, complex logic or any high computation, we can use go for the use callback or for the use uh, memo hooks, which are used to handle these kind of computations. So I would say it's actually uh, a convenient approach uh, to build React apps using these React hooks. Um, and as you know, uh, React hooks were was introduced in React version of 16.8. And uh, it gives the ability to attach a reusable logic to an existing component. So it helps us to not to make sure that we don't duplicate our code in different areas of our application. Uh, before hooks, the most common way was to attach logic externally to a component and uh, use render props or the higher order components pattern, which led to the structuring of our code, which made it difficult to read and follow. Uh, React Hook solves this problem by creating a mechanism for you to extract code that you can reuse between your components. Uh, it does it without introducing any unnecessary nesting in your component tree as well. And uh, being a bit, little more specific, React Hooks are basically JavaScript functions, right? That allow uh, developers to use state and lifecycle methods inside React uh, functional components. And they are also composable, which means uh, we can create them right inside our functional components. So Gangish, are there any specific syntaxes for hooks just like uh, lifecycle events starting with the word component? Well, yes, Sashan. So when working with React hooks, there are a certain uh, set of rules and factors which need to be considered when we use these hooks. Uh, for starters, I would say uh, we should always call our React hooks from the top level of our code and uh, prefer not to call it from anywhere else. And we should also make sure that we do not include any of our React hooks within nesting or even calling them within other functions. Uh, you might have also seen that most of our hooks start with the use, uh, use phrase, right? Uh, the USE keyword. For example, the use state, use memo, use callback, use effect, and so on. And also these hooks uh, play a major role in contributing to the page lifecycle life events and the state management. Uh, speaking of speaking about sp uh, state management, Hishan, uh, what is your opinion and exposure towards uh, managing or working with states? So the idea is basically every time the user sees something new on the screen, it's tracked as a new state. So the simple example of this is uh, what happens when a user types into an input field in the browser. So each character the user types fires an event and that event replaced the current value stored in the state with a new value. So both the old state and new state values are maintained and the DOM only changes once the state is, state is changed. 
So that's why React is this much efficient and everyone loves it. So I guess we have talked a lot about React hooks today. And I identify use state is an essential hook to use if you are working with hooks. So can you elaborate your knowledge on use state? Yes, Sashan. So as we spoke earlier, the states are used to manipulate our components, right? So basically what happens is when a state's value is updated, the component is also re-rendered uh, based on the conditions which we define and based on what needs to be displayed to the user. So to manipulate these state variables, uh, we have a hook called the useState hook in React, which can be used to manage state in functional components. And uh, these states can be of any type, such as string, number, array, or an object. So speaking about this useState uh, hook, the useState hook uh, returns an array of two elements. The first element consists of the state itself, and the second element consists of a set of function, which can be used to update the state. And it's pretty much easier to uh, work with uh, these use state hook rather than what we used to do in class components, right? So in class components, as I remember, we used to uh, update the states or define the states using the this keyword, this dot state and so on. But whereas here we all we have to do is just uh, invoke the use state hook and the rest is done for you, basically. So once I was working with Angular, I used to use Angular directives to manipulate the DOM. So do we have any specific hook to work with the DOM directly in React? Yes, Sashan. So React has introduced this hook called the useRef, which can be used to work with an element directly in the DOM from our React application. So how this uh, useRef hook works is that uh, we'll invoke it and we'll assign the return type of that useRef uh, hook to a variable. And thereafter, we will be passing that variable to the component which we want to, want to be rendered. And the component renders it, uh, which the component which renders it assigns the reference of that component to this variable which we have created. So this variable will also consist another attribute called the source attribute. So what we can do is by manipulating this source attribute, we will be able to manipulate the DOM directly itself. And uh, these are, this hook will be very useful for instances such as, uh, let's say for example, we have a, a list of images which are being displayed one after the other. And let's say if the user hovers his mouse over a particular image, the image needs to be enlarged so that the user gets a clear view of it. So for these kind of instances, we can use this hook. And it'll be pretty useful uh, comparing to the use state hook because many, uh, think that the by using the use state we can also I mean we can reproduce the same uh, scenario about using the use state hook as well but the use ref hook is pretty straightforward and it will be directly manipulating the DOM itself. So speaking about components we also have another hook which is called the use effect which is used to uh, basically execute logic when the component is mounting or when the component is being unmounted. So Heshan, uh, based on your experience, what do you feel about this use effect hook? Yes, Gangesh. Use effect hook brings many features along with it. And what I believe is it's really a lifesaver. So this hook can be used for 
like uh, observe changes in one or more variables so you can give those variables in an input array so once any changes occurred uh, any api call dialog box or alerts um, which need to execute will be uh, processed inside the hook so uh, there's another advantage of this hook. So once you give an empty variable list, it can be act as a component did mount lifecycle hook, which is in the class, com class, class components. And we can define a callback function inside the hook as well. So this can be act as a component will unmount hook as well. So Heshan, uh, in your experience in working with React, uh, you might have come across uh, situations where you'll have to pass data to a specific component. And considering that we are not using any state management libraries, the only approach at that uh, moment will be possible through props drilling, but uh, we don't consider prop drilling as a good uh, practice, right? So we have another option of using the use context hook, which is uh, available in React. So what do you think about this hook and how do you think this will be beneficial for developers on the long run? To manipulate data among components, there are two popular approaches other than component props. So <clears throat> one is Redux and other is the uh, React context. So React context seems to be a good competitor for Redux and it seems to be doing most of the tasks done by Redux until now. Uh, but still there are few limitations with context like the context API is not built for high frequency updates and it's not optimized for that but still <clears throat> just like reducers <clears throat> in redux uh, you can create multiple contexts inside an application which hold its data and those contexts can be provided for components react context need a context provider and uh, context consumer which usually identify as context.provider and context.consumer so in this scenario consumer receives uh, latest context data as consumer components props uh, but the real consumer is even one level, one level deeper than the context consumer. So in a world where we can use uh, React hooks, a render prop component isn't always the best choice and it's not mandatory. So uh, React use context can uh, output the most recent value for a certain context. So in this scenario, we, we do not need to use context.consumer anymore. So that's the major usage of the uh, use context uh, React hook. So as you mentioned about the Redux when comparing it with use context hook, Heshan, uh, I just remember that we have reducers and uh, actions to manage state in the Redux as well, right? Yes, Kangesh, we even have the use reducer hook as well. So shall we discuss about that as well? So the use reducer hook is uh, simply a function that takes in a previous state as the first parameter and an action as the second parameter. And finally, it returns a new state. So if we take, talk about the uh, use reducer, uh, we spoke about the use state hook as well, right, earlier. So the use state hook is built on the use reducer hook. So the use reducer is usually preferable to use state when you have complex state logic that involves multiple subvalues or when the next state depends on the previous one. And the use reducer hook also allows us to optimize performance for components that uh, trigger deep updates 
because you can dispatch, uh, you can pass a dispatch down instead of callbacks. And uh, you can, I mean, consider a scenario where you have to update a state based on conditions. So let's say if it's condition A, it's the state should be a value of X. If it's condition B, the state should be a value of uh, Z. So for this kind of scenarios, the use uh, reducer hook comes handy. And in other words, uh, using the use reducer with uh, multiple dispatched actions, which is similar to the uh, way we work in the Redux reducers as well. So Gangesh, recently I had to get the help of use callback and use memo in a scenario where some of my state variables change very frequently and I needed to find out a mechanism to cache out few results. So have you got any experience in, uh, on those two hooks? Well, yes, Sashan. So actually the use callback hook and the use memo hook uh, come in handy when you have to do sign do some sort of um, uh, heavy logic execution. So these use a technique called the memoization. So memoization is basically a technique which is uh, used to returning cache results. And the hook use callback uh, is used to cache functions, whereas the use memo hook is used to cache values. Uh, this is uh, the, the use callback hook is useful when passing callbacks to optimized child components that rely on reference equality to prevent unnecessary renders. For example, uh, something similar to the uh, should component update method in the class components. And uh, an example for the usage of use callback is that uh, let's say we are displaying a list and if one item in the list has to be modified uh, and when the React renders the component, all the items in the list are also, um, I mean, re-rendered, right? So for example, you can add a console log within those components and see. So when you change a particular record, the entire component gets re-rendered and you can see the console logs also being thrown out. So to overcome such scenarios, what we can do is we can wrap our function in the callback, in the use callback hook, uh, which we will be uh, able to cache the function value and re-render only when this, uh, only for the selected items. So in such scenarios, the use callback hook will become very handy. And speaking about the use memo hook, as I mentioned earlier, the use memo is used to cache values. So the use memo actually takes in two parameters. The first parameter is the function we want to memoize. And the second parameter is a dependency array, which is similar to the use effect, which we dis discussed earlier. So basically, on the, based on the second parameter, if any of the values in the dependency array change, the memoized version runs the function in the first parameter again and caches that value. So this is exactly similar to the use effect hook, but uh, the use memo hook is only executed when it is invoked and uh, not during any of the component render methods. Uh, so you can use this hook when if you have some sort of logic which needs uh, extra processing, for example, maybe a heavy API call or maybe to filter data once it's been received to the client end. And to uh, make things faster, this hook will be uh, very helpful for developers and not only for the developers, even for the application to load uh, in a lesser time. 
So Gangesh, we talked a lot about uh, React and especially on hooks today. They were really useful and even I grabbed a few tips from what we discussed. Yes, Sashan, that is very true. Even I found uh, so many valuable uh, insights after having having this discussion with you. And I think we've managed to uh, cover most, uh, basically all of the hooks which are provided by React, right? We started off with the use state hook and followed by the use ref, use effect, use context, use trend, use reducer. And at the end, we managed to uh, have a discussion about the use callback and use memo hooks as well. So I think we have the uh, value, I mean, our discussion points which we have gathered here will be very much useful for us and for our viewers as well. So thank you so much for your valuable time, Heshan, and hopefully we'll meet again in another session of React. Thank you all.